sort of a teaser. Like, well, you get an advanced like, look. We can, we'll obviously talk about this later. Never mind. We'll talk about it later. Oh, no. What? In the podcast. It's not a big deal. We're just going to talk about it in the podcast later. God what? damn it. What do you mean? No, no. It's a TV-related thing. No, no. Okay, fine. All right, fine. All right. That's well, that's our cold open is Dustin. How could that be? That, that can't be. That, that's not mystery. Yeah. What if we... <laughs> If we talk about it now and... It's going to be very anticlimactic if you're going to make this a mystery. (laughs) You just made it... Well, now it's the cold open, so you should just say it. Are we... All right. Uh, I I was just thinking they better... If they're going to... If they want people to continue watching The Mandalorian, they better fucking rehash whatever the fuck is going on in Boba Fett because I'm not watching Boba Fett. That's what Tori's for. Yeah, but also, <laughs> but also Boba Fett like is just rehashing The Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, it sounds also, like the last three episodes were just Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, it was. it's an Ouroboros. It just like ate itself. <laughs> but also their ratings were up higher than the Mandalorian's rating, so I guess people would watch it anyway. So Because everyone wanted to know, yeah, when baby Yoda was coming back. Yeah, Yeah, we need to talk about that finale. (laughs) The only thing that I'm sort of interested in going back to see is that Raylan's back, right? Yes. Space Raylan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are we just doing Boba Fett now? Uh, Sure, why not? Um, Yeah, so he got killed off. What? Well, so, no, 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 no. Okay, so, so, cliffhanger of the penultimate episode, he gets shot, and everyone's like, but the way it, the way it happened is, like, he and a deputy both got shot. The deputy clearly was dead, like, super duper dead, but then they, they, the way, um... Cobb Vance, who's Space Raylan, um, gets shot. Like, it's not really clear. Like, he's probably dead, mostly dead, but, like, maybe it was a shoulder shot. Like, who's to say? Mm. And then the finale picks up, and it's <laughs> and they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, he's bringing reinforcements. And then the guy who shot him shows up, and he's like, he's not bringing reinforcements. I killed him, whatever. And so everyone's like, oh, no. Like, And then the reinforcements show up, and the, but without him. And they're like, yeah, like, he got gunned down. So they say something like, he got gunned down. Mm-hmm. But they don't explicitly say he's dead. <laughs> and so the whole time you're like, but then you're like, well, I guess he really was dead. And I was just being hopeful. Like, okay, fine. So then the whole finale goes off and he does not show up. And then at the very end, like there's kind of like a coda and there's, uh, so there's this stupid healing tank that Boba oh. has. Oh, and is Boba, it Well, the, the, yeah, the Vecta tank. So so Boba makes some comment about like, oh yeah, well, the Vecta tank is in use. And you think it's for uh, the Wookiee, but then the Wookiee's walking around and you're like, oh, okay. Because they literally say earlier in the episode, Boba Fett's like, don't worry, you can use my, my Vecta tank because he gets hurt. Mm. And so you're like, oh, that's what he's referencing. And then the Wookiee's still there and you're like, well, I guess he wasn't. And then, they, and then there's like a mid-credit scene or something and it's Cobb Vanth in the Vecta tank. And so, and then they brought the, um, the surgeon who does the modifications, the one who turned... Um, Fennec Shand into like a robot stomach mm. when she got hurt. So he's gonna like perform surgery to save. So, so Space Raylan is gonna be part robot. Oh, uh, okay. Um, 
That's kind of cool. And it's kind of cool that he's come back. But it was also kind of cool where he was just like a one-off. Yeah, guy. like, I was pissed that he died until that. And then I was more pissed. And then I was like, I can't tell if I'm more angry that they brought him back that way. Or that I thought they just killed him off like that. Like, I don't know. Um, we'll see. But again, it's like it's like they couldn't kill him off because it's great for him to show up in The Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, spoilers, Wait. by the way, for Book of Boba Fett. If you're, if you haven't seen it, people uh, know. Um, they um, know. Strangers with Candy Lady came back too, right? Uh, yes. Think of her yes. name right now for some reason. Uh, Amy Sedaris. Thank you. Yeah, Amy. Um, and she was great. And so, and this was something I didn't pick up until I was like, why? It wasn't until I saw a scene with her, and uh, so there's this like guy who works for the mayor of. Mos Eisley or Mos whatever whichever town they're in um, and he's got like the twin head tail things and like um, and he looked really familiar and I was blanking on he's a comedian like he's a comic actor and I couldn't but I always know him because he shows up in Amy Sedaris stuff like he's in at home with Amy Sedaris as uh, Stu the Knife Man mm-hmm. um, so I didn't place him, though, until the finale, because there's a scene where he's hiding behind something, and Amy Sedaris shows up and saves him, and then is, like, leading him through the rest of the gunfight. And seeing them together on screen, I was like, wait a minute, is is that Stu the Knife Man? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know why they had a, a random kind of, you know, at home with Amy Sedaris uh, reunion in the middle of the Boba Fett finale, but I, it was one of the things I did not hate. Wait, now I'm mm. trying to figure out who that is because I haven't, I don't, I haven't seen Boba Fett, but I want to know who. Well, this what I've actress. gathered from um, Mike's recaps on Pajaba.com is that uh, the last three episodes are Mandalorian episodes, but also that they don't really advance the plot. They, no. So it's basically like advance the plot of the Mandalorian. Yes. No. So what they're basically doing is. They're they're undoing, they're resolving the finale of Mandalorian Season 2. So, like, at the end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, uh, Baby Yoda, Yoda goes, away. goes off with Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to train to be a Jedi. And so now you have... And so the big question going into Season 3 is, like, are we really going to have a Mandalorian show without Grogu? Without Mando and Grogu together? Um probably not going to want to split time between you know Jedi training camp and whatever Mando's up to but also is Mando interesting without his adorable money making sidekick right so you kind of that was kind of the question mark and so what right (laughs) like nobody wants to see that show right so Book of Boba like just turns into this thing where in the last three episodes they bring back Mandalorian show what a sad sack he is (laughs) without Grogu and then have him uh, and then they show Grogu like training with the Jedis and he's mm-hmm. he's Luke's first student and Mando drops off this uh, uh, chainmail like onesie you know made <laughs> out of the, the fancy you know Mando armor mm-hmm. um, and but, but because Jedis aren't supposed to have personal attachments Luke does this really dumb fucking thing and like lays out uh, Yoda's lightsaber and this chainmail, and looks at Baby Yoda and is like, "You got to pick. Like, do you want to be a Jedi? Do you want to stay here and become a Jedi, or do you want to like go back to? Do you want to pick the chainmail and go back to, to the Mandalorian?" 
and so that's the cliffhanger of the of uh or not the cliffhanger. Oh. That's, that happens in like the second episode or the second to last okay. episode or whatever and then episode the finale starts and mando is back with boba and they're like getting up for this big gun battle or whatever and then an x-wing sh- piloted by r2d2 rolls up at Amy Sedaris's camp and like Grogu pops out and so that's how you find out what he chose mm. he he chose Mando he gave up the Jedi chain so like this whole thing about like oh no this like baby Yoda is in fact a Jedi and oh he should go back and be with his people that's all over with like when right. Mando season 3 starts they're just together again and he has like he's learned a little bit about Jedi powers but he's not going to become a Jedi well that's but good but they're also going to have to oh go ahead I was going to say, so he's not there when uh, uh, Kylo kills everybody. Right. And that is, if anything, like, that's kind of what is interesting, is the way this, even though it's more or less a standalone thing, by having this one little diversion into, like, oh, Luke, like, a chapter in Luke's life that we haven't seen, Mm -hmm. you kind of see, you see him starting that school that Kylo is going to later on burn down. Right. And... Grogu was going to be his first student and just from the little bit of training that you see, Luke is not a very good teacher. (laughs) So you're kind of like, oh, yeah, no, I can see where like, you know, a couple decades down the line, like, you know, that kid's going to burn down your school because you kind (laughs) of suck at this. Like, there's this whole scene where like, you know, he's trying to teach Grogu to like, I don't know, uh, meditate or whatever, like do that Yoda, th- you know, uh, the Jedi thing where they just close their eyes and like feel the force. Mm-hmm. And Grogu just starts feeling that he's in a field filled with frogs. And so he tries to like force, like pull one toward him to eat because he's Grogu and he eats everything. Mm-hmm. And so Luke wakes up and is like, no, stop that. And so, you know, Grogu's like, damn it, there goes my snack. And then Luke, <laughs> like an asshole, turns around and to like just show how magical the force is uses the force his control of the force to levitate every frog in the field and it's supposed to be this like powerful like look when you actually learn the training you could have all of these frogs except he still doesn't let Grogu eat any of them and I'm just like motherfucker he just wants a snack like why would you do that to him Yes, that would be training. like taking a ball away from a dog and then dropping a bunch more balls on top of it and be like, don't touch. Right. It's mean. That is is there a lot of CGI Mark Hamill? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Um, by the way, the actor that you were talking about, uh, Tori, I'm so delighted because I found out who, I figured out who he is. It's uh, Dave Pasquizzi, who yeah. is like a legendary, he's a legendary improviser. Uh, and also, he was uh, uh, Andrew Meyer. He was uh, uh, Selena's ex-husband in Veep, uh, and he was uh, he was in the main cast of Lodge Forty Nine. Yes. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's great. And I knew that. And everyone that was the thing. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's the guy from Veep and, and Lodge Forty yeah. Nine. And I was like, "But why do I recognize right. him?" Yeah. And his character's name in the reason why I couldn't find him initially. His character's name in. At home with Amy Sedaris is Tony Pugnalata. But it's, oh, so it's Tony. But the knife man, right? Like, oh, yeah. Knife guy, yeah. yeah. Knife guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, and also, I can totally see him as a Twi'lek for some reason. Like, even though I haven't seen the show, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I could, that look works for him. Yeah. Oh, Good. he's great. And he's wonderful uh, in the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, when the Mandalorian comes back, they'll be back together. Only yeah. now... 
the point of the show, which was to find Baby Yoda a home, is no longer the point of the show. Well, Baby Yoda has chosen his home, and so now it's now, now it's, it's just going space adventures. Right, going into season three, it's well, where do they go All from right. here? Um, so I don't know, but now I they will could do anything. They could do anything. Well, and he'll still take odd jobs. Maybe he'll stick around and continue helping Boba Fett. I it's basically so. like Reacher, but with a with a Baby Yoda, Dustin. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> that sounds interesting. Sounds except <laughs> better, much better than. But no. <laughs> No, no, I, no, it doesn't sound that interesting. I mean, I love Reacher, but I don't really want to see uh, the Mandalorian. And I mean, if Reacher had a baby with him, that'd really suck. Why? But wouldn't you wouldn't you want to watch him like bust heads while he's also wearing a baby in like one of those? Okay, yeah, never mind. Baby no, that'd be great. or whatever. Sure, yes. <laughs> so, that would be entertaining. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, a 50-year-old baby who can also, like, stop fights. Mm. So, so you watched Reacher this week. Uh, I did. Uh, so, even though I made fun of Dustin a little bit last week. I know, uh, really. I know. The, uh, I watched Reacher. Uh, it, it went down real easy. <laughs> Two <laughs> sittings, and I was done. Um, it's just, I was trying to figure out how to describe it. It's... Um, and it it felt it felt to me like a show where it's just like so well made that like I mean like in in every aspect like from the writing to the directing to the cast and the the way they made it look and um, it it's so well made that you don't notice anything like you're not like like it's not flashy in a way that like oh you know that was such a cool shot or that was a cool you know sequence it like you just it just kind of like washes over you and you're just enjoying it um and there's just enough humor and like quippiness to be like you know every once in a while they'll give you a little joke or a one-liner but not so much that it becomes annoying um it's like just twisty enough that like you know you get to the end of an episode and you're like oh i want more but not uh it's never uh it's never like so out of left field that you're like oh wait how did that happen like you know it's it, it all makes sense uh, by the end um they got really good actors to play even like kind of smaller roles um like uh uh bruce mcgill's in it as like a real mustache twirly mayor uh, and he's great uh kristen crook is in it as in kind of a small role as like a you know woman in danger um for part of it um but she's great uh alan richardson is really good and imposing and um considering how many how often he has to play a scene without talking it's like more impressive that like you still get what he's you know thinking or like you, you like he's he's still emoting in a in a way that's really entertaining and fun um and uh i didn't really know willa fitzgerald who plays kind of like his his sidekick slash but doesn't slash. she look like julia garner to you uh she does i could see how you'd say that yeah. Um, but I didn't know her from anything before, but she's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, just the, the whole show is really well done. Um, it has an engine that could go as long as they want it to because he, you know, he's going to fall into some trouble somewhere else and then, you know, have to solve another crime. Um, and, uh, that eight episodes feels a little like, like 
an episode, and now you're like, I want another one next week now. Yeah, yeah, because it's because it's just one case for the season, um, right? But it was also very like it felt like the right uh, the right length for the season because there were there weren't really any filler episodes. Um, I feel like it was pretty tight, uh, and also even though it's funny because like you think it wouldn't make that much of a difference, but like more and more, like the episodes were more like forty five to fifty minutes rather than like fifty five to an hour. But it like does. That, it makes a huge difference. It makes a big difference, and like I, I kind of had forgotten how, um, how much of a difference I can make when it feels just a little bit tighter, um, and yeah, it was, it was, uh, I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, there, the only thing, there's one thing that stood out to me the entire time that took me out of it, and it was that at a certain point, and I will find the screenshot, and it might be the header this week. Uh, <laughs> He's walking through this small town in Georgia, and there is like a banner ad for TurboTax plastered on the side <laughs> of a building, and it looks so terrible. Like it's, it looks like like that's. I was confused because I thought, oh, is Amazon like trying out this weird technology where they're like projecting ads into the show? Because uh, I've been, it's tax season, and I've been working on my taxes, and I was like, oh, maybe they're just like reading the cookies on my. I don't know. Maybe I don't, on my system, and they're like, "Oh, TurboTax. He wants to. He wants to see that ad." Oh my god, that'd um, be brilliant. And right, but it, but it, except that it looked so out of place in this small, plastered on the side of this building in this small town in Georgia, that I was like, I don't understand why they're doing this. Um, but I do. Tori had a good idea that like I should revisit in a few months and see if the ad changes, see if it's actually dynamic or if it's just you know something that they did for the show and just. It just sticks out because it's in a weird spot and looks weird. Hmm. Um, but yeah, 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 highly recommend Reacher, uh, and uh, I take back nothing of what I said about Dustin. But uh, no, actually, I think you were show. right when you said that it, it was it, well. You described Amazon as sort of a USA network kind of network now, and mm-hmm. I feel like this would feel pretty at home on the old school USA network. I mean, it's, it's a, li- I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more violent and a little bit. It's not quite as light as those shows were, but it's definitely more. It's uh, it's closer to that than like it's not like it's not trying to be like a prestige kind of show, right. and um, and I mean that like in the best way, where it's just like no, this is just gonna be fun and entertaining, and you're just gonna enjoy the ride. And you think there will be a season two? Oh, oh they already renewed it. They yeah. did. So okay. yeah, so there's at least gonna be one more season. Um, also, the one for years. Yeah, I mean they've got. 40 books or something so they can they could definitely there's a lot that they can pull up pull from and this is i guess they basically i haven't read them but i guess they did basically the first book so they've got 39 or however many books to go i um, hope there's one that takes place in a softball field i just think that'd be cool like the whole season just on yeah, the field yeah just a softball a softball season yeah Mm-hmm. Maybe like Jack Reacher has a, a friend. Yeah, mm. just just a you know like TV a, writer, a, a super nice normal guy. You, you know, know it's, a, it's a meet cute on that. This is a field. this is a very bizarre left turn that you're taking. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> um, but what it did remind me is that uh, we technically have not started the show yet, so we should probably, probably do that. Um, so <laughs> welcome to Pod Time. <laughs> 
the Pajama Television Podcast. None of this is being edited. Uh, we, we, they, oh, by the way, uh, before I finish the intro, uh, there, there have been comments. Uh, I've seen a couple comments about people saying, like, oh, you should edit stuff or, you know, maybe take out some of the ums or uhs or the dead air. And uh, I, I, I thank everyone for their respectful uh, commentary. And your request is denied because <laughs> this is this is a real conversation. Okay, this is right. not we're not we're not cutting it down. We're not we're not we're not trying to trying to give you the the, the sanitized version of this. This is we, this is real. I mean, besides, we all know that everyone just listens to their podcasts at like one point seven speed. Yeah, so totally. Just, There's no need for it. Right. You do the job for us. Right. Yeah. That's what that's what the that's what the little dial is for. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, this is Pajama <laughs> Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajama Managing Editor Tori Preston. Hi. Hi, Tori. And uh, what did you call himself today? Puffy Michael Vartan, Dustin Rolls. Hello. That's I just a, watched Never Been Kissed, name. and then I watched the, uh, the, the reunion uh, on the Drew Barrymore show between uh, Drew Barrymore and Michael Vartan, like that was a couple of months ago. And Michael Vartan is aged. In, in, in ways similar to the way I have aged. We're just not those skinny people anymore, you know? <laughs> so, so you're saying he's puffy? Well, you know, at some point, I don't know when it happens, you just you get a little puffy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's probably the beer. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah. Although Michael Vartan, I don't know, that, that clip where he's on Drew Barrymore was... I. He's very sweet, but he also seems a little sad. Like, I don't know. I don't know what Michael Vartan is doing these days, but he seems a little sad. Well, he's not starring in successful rom-coms. I don't know what he's doing anymore. He's probably Uh, on CBS procedural. His last credit was, his last uh, series, like full-on credit was on The Arrangement. How long ago was that? A couple years ago. And then he was on God Friended Me for one episode. Oh, God. Oh. 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 One episode? Oh. Oh. A bad show. Oh, Michael Vartan. So hire Michael Vartan. He he needs to get out of the house. Yeah, he should be in the softball season of uh, (laughs) Reacher. Oh, he he could could play the friend. Yeah. The friend of the friend. I don't, I don't know what any of you are talking about. Uh, he did. He was uh, in one episode of Kitchen Confidential, which is a sitcom I always love to bring up because it had a pretty awesome cast and he was cooped. based on the uh, Anthony Bourdain book loosely. So, but he would have he would have starred on that at, while he was still on Alias because didn't that come out right? I mean, right it's, after it, I think it's Bradley when Cooper Alias left. is still going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, he he was just a guest star for one episode. Yeah, um, but it was uh, that show had Bradley Cooper, John Francis Daly, Jamie King, Bonnie Somerville, Owen Yeoman, John Cho, Frank Langella, Aaron Hay. Like it's like a ton of people who you're just like, oh, and that person, and that person, and that person. Um, and Michael Hart. Michael, right. yeah, for one episode. <laughs> I think he played a, a French chef who was their rival for a week. Um, Anyway, Uh, that show did not take off, but it was entertaining. Um, 
seems like everyone on it is doing fine. Yeah, I think they're okay. Um, well, I saw Nightmare Alley this week. Holy shit, that is a good movie. It and is. I did, yeah, I had no interest in that movie until I watched it, and I was like, oh my god. Why did you have no interest? I, I don't, I, Carnival, I, I, I don't know, the Carnival stuff never really interested me that much. I didn't like uh, the Showtime, the HBO Carnival, Carnival, is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't care for that one, and then they, there was another Carnival series on another network, maybe it was on the same network, I don't remember. It's something that you would have watched, Tori. Wasn't there another Carnival series somewhat recently? Uh, I'm not. I'm no. Come on, I, like, no, you did watch it. Oh my god! On what, what network? Uh, I don't remember. I want to say Showtime. It? Did I review I like it? Did. What did I do? I, I feel like. Are you thinking about Carnival Row? Maybe. Oh that yeah. That was on yeah, Amazon, yeah. but that had nothing. And that's to also do. not a carnival. That was like nothing a, to do with a carnival. Yeah. It was oh, no. just no. It it's was like just a steampunk thing. Yeah, it was like old timey <laughs> London, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't uh, techni- It wasn't London, but it was. Yeah. Um, and wasn't yeah, there some carnival aspect to that? Uh, Josh Hartnett, Penny Dreadful. Was there some carnival nope. elements? No. Nope. Not nope. not even, not a bit. Don't, nope. So not. you just have like a weird uh, bias against carnivals, and you're seeing them in places that they aren't. I guess so. Is it just that do they? Do you have a bad experience? Do they like terrify you somehow? No, not really. Do, I just do you hate they, fun. I just, I just don't find them interesting. I don't know. I mean, do you... and yet this was very interesting. <sighs> yeah, I really just didn't like Carnival, and I think that's and, and because everybody else loved it so much, I thought there was something wrong with me. Maybe, and maybe there is. But I'm not sure. It's the so the carnival. So. The, the hypothesis here is that maybe it's not the carnival that made you hate carnival. Because right, and maybe it's other... the carnival that made me hate the carnival. Right, and so maybe anything else that involves a carnival, but as long as it is not car- carnival, you will enjoy. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. So we need to find a lot of carnival-themed let's programming do that. Yeah, to let's yeah. watch. No. <laughs> I bet there are some cartoons. Oh, yeah, there's probably some no, cartoons. Come there's on. some great ones, yeah. Uh... You know what makes the carnival more fun, Dustin, is... White. Alcohol. That's <laughs> absolutely accurate. Unless unless you drink too much and then you go on like a tilt-a-whirl or oh God. such ride and that then you're in trouble. Problem. Yeah, but uh, it's also fueling our conversation tonight. So, as always, what's everyone drinking? Uh, Dustin, why don't you tell us? Same thing as the last two weeks, Arthur. I just love it. Oh. I said. I got like six bottles of it, and I just save it for podcast night. Aww. Six I'm... giant bottles? Yeah. Do you finish the whole bottle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you considered just putting a straw into the bottle? I probably should, could. But then it would go. I would drink it so quickly that I'd have to get two. That doesn't seem that like a problem. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need to get sloppier than I am by the end of the podcast, y'all. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I enjoy my family. <laughs> the knowing laughter of awkward uh, end of podcasts. Your oh my gosh! How about you guys? What are you drinking, Tori? Um, I made sort of a margarita. I don't know. I put some tequila in a glass and added some margarita mix and some grapefruit soda and just kind of just. 
So I'm enjoying it. Although I do want to say one thing mm. in response to your Nightmare Alley thing. Uh, yes. Because I did, I watched it and I liked it. And then while watching it, I asked Juan if he had seen Crimson Peak, and he hadn't. So then we decided the next night we would watch Crimson Peak. And speaking of Penny Dreadful, I I haven't seen Crimson Peak since I saw it in the theater, and I was convinced this entire time that Eva Green was in it because Jessica Chastain's character is dressed basically uh-huh. like Eva Green's character in uh, Penny Dreadful. <laughs> So the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, but when is Eva Green showing up? And then finally I was like, oh, no, Jessica Chastain is her. Like, that's who. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just her. Like, I've just been wrong for years. I was briefly confused because I thought, what? Eva Green was in a Denzel movie? But then, okay, Crimson Peak, yes, I I saw that too. Not Crimson Tide. No, not Crimson Tide. (laughs) Wow, we're just going around in circles. Not not Carnival. Not Carnival Row. Yeah. No. Uh, Mm -mm. Carnivals are okay, but Carnival is not. And Uh, neither are in No, Carnival Carnival Row, Row, I recall, Toy not caring for that much. I did not. I thought it was... I mean, it, yeah, it, I noticed that I'm pretty sure Amazon re- renewed it and it has not come back yet. So I wonder if they've just quietly killed it. I don't know. But, uh, One of those shows. Well, because it had. It was uh, Orlando Bloom and Cara they Delevingne. Did that, they did that with a Tom Hardy show that they renewed on uh, AMC and it never came back. Yeah. Oh, what show was that? Oh, God, it was bad. But it had Tom Hardy in it. Uh, Wait, did that was that actually canceled, or they just never? I think they renewed it, and then they just it never came back. Hmm. Well, what was it called? It was called Taboo. Huh. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Lots of pedigree, but not a good show. Yeah. yeah. Also really dark. You couldn't see anything going on. Well, that was so... Carnival Row was basically... They were trying to do... They were literally trying to do Penny Dreadful, except with fairies. Um, And yet, like... It was was the most unfun thing. Like, it should have been a slam dunk. And it was so boring. And then... Right when I was like, maybe it'll get better. It had one of those, like, you know when when you see a sex scene that's, like, really cringy, and the only thing I can compare it to, like, the cringiest sex scene I've ever seen is the one from uh, Showgirls in the pool. Uh It's like Kyle MacLachlan in the pool, and you're just like, oh. (laughs) Like, like this is just like the, oh. Um, It it had one of those. Um. And I was just like, oh, man. So, anyway. Um, what are you drinking, Dan? <laughs> uh, I'm actually drinking something new. It Ooh. is uh, so I've had these for a while, but I've been saving it, uh, and I don't know. Decided that I'd try it tonight because everything else seemed boring. Uh, but uh, the uh, I, I got uh, a little while ago. I was able to get a couple bottles of the uh, Foo Fighters sake, which uh-huh. was, uh, they. I think they announced it like a year ago and they were like, hey, we partnered with this random, with this sake brewery in Japan. And then they were like, you can't buy it in America, but we're going to still put it on all our social media. And so uh, that was annoying. And then um, (laughs) a few months ago, maybe like 
November-ish, they finally, there were a few importers that finally got it. Um, and so I ordered, so I happened to be online at the right time to order some. And uh, so they have two different sakes. I've only opened one. They're uh, silver and blue. And then I opened the blue one and it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's pretty mild, uh, which is good because it doesn't like kill you with flavor, but it's bad because you could drink it pretty quickly and get real drunk, <laughs> but which is not going to happen tonight. But Are you sure? Mm, we'll see. Uh, I also have to save it because it's like, you know, who knows if I'll ever get this stuff again. But Yeah. Dave Grohl, you know. Sweated over that. You really need to. Yeah, he he <laughs> definitely he definitely took a tour of their plant, uh, <laughs> and uh, and they have a not this is a movie podcast, but the Foo Fighters have a movie coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, Studio Six Six Six. It looks fun but bad. It looks like uh, probably Just... like the the level of fun from like their like music videos. Yeah, like you know, they they do goofy things in their music videos, and then it's like take that but for an hour and vibe, a half, but for ninety minutes in a horror movie. No. Yeah, you know what it looks like, and this is why I'm like, I hope it happens. But you know how Dave Grohl always plays the devil in uh, Tenacious D stuff. Yes, and like he was in Pick a Destiny and stuff like that. And remember uh-huh. how Pick a Destiny was like not really a good movie, except that yeah. like it was a whole movie of Tenacious D. So like that's kind of fun on its own. Um, I feel like this is the Foo Fighters' pick of destiny, and oh, I yeah. can't imagine I so. that they do it without Tenacious D showing up. Oh, they haven't that makes shown it them in. The... They ha- he has, no, because that would yeah. be the cameo. Like you can't right. show Jack Black. Like right. Um, but how how does how do the, how does Dave Grohl do a horror movie where he goes evil? Right. And then doesn't have Tenacious D. Right. No, I'm sure that they have to be in it somewhere. Yeah. Um, that makes me a little more intrigued. Watch, they're they not in like, it, and it's they just not. look like they're having fun. Yeah, you know. Oh, this, oh, oh, this, this is. I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl because this <laughs> comes out on Wednesday, and nobody's going to be care about it. And I don't want to talk about the commercials really either because I've done that. But I do want to ask an unre- a related but unrelated question: Can you buy anything with crypto besides an NFT? Yes. What can you buy? Can you? Can you buy a car with it? I think so. I mean, there, there are some are... stores you can spend crypto. Yeah. In in California? Not no. just in California. They, they would <laughs> online, <laughs> presumably. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I mean, think about it. Look, I'm not saying it's ever going to get that widespread, but like, you, don't you, know, you think about it like you know there was a time where you could have a credit card but not every store had a had a credit card reader sure right so this is just theoretically if crypto continues to take off and people continue you know and it becomes widespread enough where like enough enough of a majority of people actually have a crypto wallet like maybe more stores will have a you know like when you go online and there's a do you want to pay with your credit card or with paypal or with you know apple wallet or your crypto wallet i guess mm-hmm. um but no it's just not some online meantime, stores just, will you can pay, you can pay with bitcoin but in the meantime you're just kind of parking your money in this thing yes yeah most hmm. people are just using it as it, they're looking at it as an investment an investment 
Yeah. You know, when I lived in Ithaca uh, for three years, they uh, they had a currency within the city uh, called Ithaca Bucks, I believe. Uh, and the, like a few local vendors would take it, and you could spend it at the farmers market, but it was it was crap. Well, yeah. And it never really expanded beyond Ithaca. I think that's well. I mean, that's a branding problem. Yeah. You don't yeah, call it Ithaca so. Bucks if it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, nobody's you, investing you, in enough. Ithaca. Do you still hold? Do you still have a lot of Ithaca bucks? Are you still no, flush no, no. with Ithaca bucks? What I'm saying is, you couldn't spend Ithaca bucks at uh, I don't know. They didn't have chain stores in Ithaca, so that's a bad analogy. So yeah. never mind. All of this reminds me of is the uh, the currency that uh, M Bison uh, created in uh, Street Fighter. In Street Fighter, the movie. <laughs> and uh, and how he was going to make his uh, utopian country, uh, but the mo- money ends up being worthless because he died. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, just maybe what will happen if you know? Because well, they're already the whole thing with the with crypto is that like you're, it's basically anonymous. So like you have access to your wallet because you have a pass uh, a password say, mm-hmm. but if you but there's no, there's no oversight. There's no, there's no recourse. If you lose your password or if you get hacked, you're you're screwed. You, right. You're screwed. You, yeah. you well, don't just, have access to all of that money. Right. <laughs> I feel like like having like six or five or six crypto commercials during the Super Bowl is is giving. Well, it gave me a feeling of like, what if I'm wrong? What if like the future is crypto and I'm going to be stuck with these dollars? It's fleeting. Yeah. But I, I mean, maybe, maybe I don't think, look, I, uh, crypto is not that new. It's just, it keeps growing. Like, you know, I don't think it's going anywhere, but like the thing about the future is that it's not always good. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, maybe crypto is the future. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a great future. Sometimes things just get worse. Fair enough, but you know. <laughs> I, I think it's important to, to state here that uh, Podjiba is not a financial podcast, and you should definitely not base any of your financial decisions based on anything we say. That being but said, your retirement uh, and and, and uh, I don't know. That being said, crypto is a scam. Uh, NFTs somewhere. are definitely a scam. Yeah. NFTs are a scam. Just look, everyone's just trying to make money and then get out. You don't want to be caught holding the bag. Uh, and uh, also, yeah. it will the future will be a dystopia, right? But also, <laughs> I do have about a hundred dollars of Bitcoin just in case, just in case. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, um, so, so Dustin, maybe, maybe get like a coin future, of some sort. Yeah. You can buy toilet paper during the next pandemic toilet paper. Oh, it's not going to be about buying toilet paper. It's going to be about uh, acquiring toilet paper. Oh. (laughs) Which is... uh, No, I think, well, in in all seriousness, it's... I think that part of it is that Bitcoin was kind of like an odd idea that happened to make some people very rich, and now everyone is saying, okay, well, if that weird thing worked, what other weird... Like, there are all these other weird things that people are trying... And we don't know which one's going to become, you know, a thing. Right. And so they're all just dumping money into it because they don't know which one will pop. Some of them will pop and become a thing, and some of them will disappear. I don't want to get too far down to the rabbit hole on this, but but I just, one more question. The people that got rich on crypto, did they do it by converting it back to dollars? Eventually. 
So, yeah. okay, so eventually you're just, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. I see. Well, that is the value, but I, that's part of it is people holding on to it um, because, because it became so desirable Right. that then when they sold it, it was worth it. The other right. thing to separate here is like what's happening with cryptocurrency is of, that is one offshoot, but like the idea of blockchain, which is the information okay. storage, that is a whole technical thing that like, does have validity right um the idea of using that like as far as a basis for currency that is one use for blockchain technology but like the the underpinnings of blockchain like there is um it's an interesting thought experiment you know like it it is valid. It's just it again. It's like anything. It's how you use it. Right. And right now, it's just being used mostly for things that that are, are bullshit. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. Right. If people would just use it for like you know, saving records, mm -hmm. and that's it. Like just use it as fucking Excel. <laughs> right. Uh, oh well. Here's a here's a way to bring it back to TV. Okay. Um, so there's a I don't know much about it and so I'm not I'm not I I'm going to reserve judgment on whether or not this is real or not but there is a group that is trying to put together a uh crypto slash blockchain based uh funding of television and so the I I don't know again I don't know exactly how it works I tried to read up on it and I just got confused but it, it, it sounded like this group was trying to make it so that it's like if you're a fan of a show, you can you can buy it, it's essentially it's almost like you can buy stock in a show, but they're powering it through uh, blockchain technology and, and some kind of either currency or some kind of it might be NFT related, something like that. But um, and as a thought experiment, it's interesting because there's there's always been kind of like a small group of people who are like, well, what if we just funded a show that we wanted to see rather than it having to go through, you know, a studio and a network and all right. these all these corporate entities who are like gatekeepers and like who have a lot of money but are ultimately killing something that we like that we would be willing to pay for if we had the opportunity. Um, and so mm. it's an interesting mm. idea. Uh, I don't know how you scale it and I don't know how... Uh, I mean, there, there are a lot of other things that, you know, but we'll see if that turns into something or not. Well, is that the ultimate point of this currency to sort of navigate through the middleman yeah decentralized right that's is... the that's the uh, the theoretical benefit right well that's that sounds kind of cool right but yes. then but right now most of the time or not most of the time often it's someone starting up a brand new thing and saying like hey here's this new coin it's gonna be great and then people dump money into it, and then they disappear a week later. And you're like, "What happened to the money?" And they're like, right. Oh, sorry. Um, that's why, like, never... one of the one of the first things with like uh, some of the cryptocurrency was like because it's, it's decentralized and anonymous. Mm -hmm. The idea was like people were using it to like try and hire like assassins or like literally right. like commit crimes. Right. <laughs> like, there's. The, again, yeah, theoretically it all, you know, is really interesting, but in practice, it's, yeah, it's people right. who are, it's a grift right. so far. It's also, it's also not 
as anonymous as people Want as it it's to purported be. to be yeah. at least so far because like like there was that story the other week of the uh what were they saying the the rapper who was caught with like oh, billions yeah, of yeah. dollars i mean rapper is a generous term yes <laughs> i think yeah based yeah. on that video but but it was like you know they were able to trace down the, these these people who stole who ended up with all the stolen bitcoin and right. even though it's supposed to be anonymous they were able to use you know because they're using normal financial transactions at some point they're able to you know track them down is this all some sort of weird cousin to the uh decentralized internet they were trying to create in silicon valley you mean the show yeah Oh, I don't remember that plot line. The whole last season was that plot line. <laughs> right, but I don't remember... Nobody remembers like, the last season. Okay. Do you All remember right. anything from from that show? I remember the decentralized uh, internet because it was I, a page, I, and I didn't. I never quite understood what that meant. Mm-hmm. It was probably inspired by, by crypto. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I remember uh, Aristotle Atari showing up with that weird chair that he could just like lean back and then sit anywhere. Um, oh, that was strapped that to was his legs. Him. Yeah. Oh, I remember that guy. I did not know it was him. Yeah, oh. you remember him being uh, amazing, and that's Never. why he's on no, SNL no. now. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even have to say anything. His presence but not was attractive. Enough. His presence very, was yeah, very there attractive. Uh, all right, we should we should move on again. Don't listen to us. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, I mean, you know, listen, but not not on the crypto stuff. Uh, <laughs> Here's something that you you could listen to is Dustin's. <laughs> Dustin wanted to talk about uh, the woman in the window across. Wait, am I getting it wrong? No, it's the woman Kristen in the window. Show. The woman in the window across the street from the girl. No, woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Uh, Kristen Bell's show. Uh, because Dustin watched it and has wait, a counterpoint. Yeah, you watched it all. No, I, I, did, I didn't all. have a counterpoint. Seth yes. hated it. Well, uh, producer Seth. Okay, here, let's, okay, hold on, back up. So, Dan watched it, talked about it. Uh, Dustin got all FOMO about it. Yeah, Dustin (laughs) got jealous. I was like, maybe I should watch it. And then uh, we posted the episode, and then producer uh, Seth, at Love Spackle, I'm sure you guys all know him, uh, messaged us to say that Fancy Dan is wrong and that I shouldn't watch the show, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure then inspired Dustin to watch the show. <laughs> so I'm confused because Dan thought it was worthwhile. Seth says it's terrible. I'm now curious what Dustin thinks. I still have not watched it. Mm. Uh, I thought um, I thought it was sort of entertaining and also sort of frustrating. I, I, it, it didn't. I didn't think it succeeded at what it was trying to do mm-hmm. but managed to be entertaining in spite of that so you're I mean, between Dan kind and Seth? Of, yeah I would say I wouldn't say it was bad <laughs> and I wouldn't say it was good but I would say that it was entertaining yeah yeah that sounds about I think right. I, I think I was pretty close to Dan's assessment I think uh, the tone I don't think ever found its way because a, a person who didn't know that was a comedy could have watched that and never would have known that it was a comedy. How was Mark like, Evan Jackson? Uh, he was brief. I, I'm trying to remember who he played. He's the uh, lighthouse guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was fine. I, mean, 
again, it was uh, it could have passed as like a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of the genius of it, but it wasn't very smart. It wasn't a very smart genius. It was too subtle, but if it, well, I don't if think it, it was worked, that. I don't no, think no. that it was that subtle. No, and maybe that's the wrong word. If, if it were, if it had gone too far, mm-hmm. if it exaggerated too much, it would have been stupid. But it didn't exaggerate enough for it to be funny that often. Although the end was really dumb, but funny dumb. Like the uh, reveal. The reveal was like, oh my god. Oh that's, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. I, I was fine with that. Mm. Yeah, me too. But I didn't dislike it. I, I mean, I, I watched it in one sitting. It was a very quick watch. I wonder if I don't know why, because it's interesting hearing you describe it. Doesn't it makes me think that like I was also I don't know if this is accurate because I don't pay attention to what I say. But uh, <laughs> it it made me was have was I talking around it this much last week? Like where I'm like ah it's good but kind it's not of, amazing um, yeah. but i enjoy yeah. it. okay interesting is it are we do we feel guilty dustin that we enjoyed this show well the, i think particularly from your perspective because you're like the the comedy guy and i think you if you look at it from a comedy nerd perspective you could probably appreciate it more but i'm more like like i like true crime and i like like uh the kind of stuff that it's making fun not the lifetime versions but i like yeah i like whodunits or whatever are you saying that you don't like lifetime movies dustin no i don't are I don't you like saying that dan's a comedy nerd <laughs> yes yes i am that's fair <laughs> uh i believe I, the term is editor <laughs> no, yeah sorry well but i'm just saying if you're looking at it that way you could probably appreciate it more because you're like looking for the sort of all the little wrinkles right Whereas I was sort of watching it, I mean, I understood that it was a comedy, but right. I also sort of appreciated the, the whatever, the mystery right. aspects. So you're the a mystery pot boilers. Nerd. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a nerd, but I really like them. <laughs> you're a crime nerd. Yes. Yeah, you're a crime yeah. nerd. So, but Corey, I, did, I don't know if that actually helps you at all. No, probably it not. doesn't, but now I'm trying to figure out what kind of nerd <laughs> Seth is that he didn't appreciate any of this. Because he's, he's not he's a, a comedy a, nerd. He's, he's, a not he's a theater nerd, so that's got nothing uh, for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah wow, he must hate a lot of stuff. And I would also, I watched Murderville, like, after I got off the podcast last week, I started watching it and I finished it, like, soon thereafter. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say that first three were good the last two were bad and Annie Potts was not Annie and Annie Murphy rather uh, was uh, not great but made up for it by being a decent straight person I guess mm. she just seemed like she was the most nervous yeah um, like because when she when she loosened up it was it was like charming yeah, but, yeah she was but there were charming, times where she's like not... I don't know what to do or it's, it felt right. like she had that kind of energy yeah yeah um, but again, the uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch's energy was perfect. Yeah, he's just like, I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do, and you're gonna catch me. <laughs> yeah, which is the right way to go into it. Like for if you're so. if you're improvising and if you're with people who know what they're doing, you know, let them make you look good. Um, I didn't love it, but I do hope that they make more seasons and bring in different because it's fun to see 
people in that environment and see how they do it. Right. Yeah. Even if it's bad, like Sharon Stone, I thought was not good at all. I mean, yeah, she was just, she's not suited for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought Ken John was not very, he, he just kept laughing. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I liked that about, I mean, he just, yeah, he he just breaks. That's what he does. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> it was just, I thought it, I, I found it very distracting. But I also thought that he was going to like nail the mystery at the end and he didn't at all. No. Yeah, no. I was surprised by that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got to say about the shows that I missed out on last week. Yeah, right. the, sh- the shows we talked about last week. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> um, well, well, we might as well stick to comedy for at least uh, one more round. And uh, now I have to admit, uh, I am failing as the comedy editor because I haven't watched this yet, even though it just came out today. So it's not like I'm not you know, failing. Well, I'm behind. But uh, Tori wanted to talk about the. Even though we're not a stand-up comedy uh, podcast, I want to talk about Ali Wong's new special, Don Wong, which just uh, released today. On, yes. Uh, oh, it's Valentine's Day. So on Valentine's Day. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, well, I thought I was going to be talking about it with Dan, so it's yeah, a little bit sorry. different now that I'm just kind of on my own. Uh, mostly, I, I really liked it, but I think that if anyone is kind of if anyone knows Ali Wong from Always Be My Maybe or any of the kind of other things that she's done, but not as familiar with her previous stand-up specials, <laughs> I feel like she kind of came out with something to prove because there is definitely, uh, it's not like she has gone, uh, she hasn't gotten softer with her uh, celebrity and her, her babies and her, right. you know, uh, if anything, this was, I think possibly of the three comedy specials, the raunchiest, Hmm. Um, which was a lot of fun. But I think, you know, sitting down for dinner on Valentine's Day and the first bit is about how she just really wants someone who's not her husband to come on her face. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) And it's like it it goes on and on and on and on. And it's a wonderful. um, It was I really did like the special but it mm-hmm. was definitely the more graphic I think of, of the three specials um, and so that's she's, impressive because she, she's she's fairly graphic in the first two yes she yeah. is uh, she definitely is um, and so she goes there and it's great you all should watch it <laughs> you know maybe there. just just be prepared mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that made me blush a little did it feel? Did it feel so? Since Tori, you've seen all three of her specials. Yeah. Uh, did does it feel like? Um, I'm just curious about this, just from, just like, her first special. Like she had been doing stand up, by that point for like a decade. Yeah. And like you know had built up, so many jokes and such a big act, and then like the the last two, the second special and this special were obviously much, uh, you know, there's much less time in between. Um, does it feel like sometimes when people keep cranking out specials, it can feel like they're starting to like press against the edge of like, oh, they're running out of not they're running out of time, or they're a running, bit, they or don't they, have or, as much or, time to build up material. Yeah, and so yeah. it's not it's not even that it's bad. It's just that it's not. They just if they had another even six months, they would have you know extra an extra five or ten minutes worth of jokes. And did um, it feel? Did it ever feel like that to you? Or? It didn't. You know, maybe you could say that some of her bits she she. Uh, ran a little long on but I don't think it's that I think 
she where she's very smart and where it, why her specials kind of there you do kind of want to watch all of them yeah um, in order because they she each one is built on the last mm-hmm. so there's a certain element of like you know so a lot of it is about her personal life so it's about how she you know <laughs> made this man from who went to Harvard <laughs> Business School you know marry her right, and it was right, supposed right. to be she was supposed to be entrapping him and then she got successful and she realized she was the one that got trapped like right, you know right. um, and then she's pregnant and they're gonna have kids and it's you know and so that's it's the this is kind of the next natural progression of that which is she's married she has two kids I've made a huge mistake <laughs> <laughs> and it's going through her life kind of cataloging like, you know, what does it mean to have it all? Well, everyone thinks that having it all is being successful with your career and with mm-hmm. your family. And mm-hmm. she's like, but that's not enough. I just, I also want a side piece. <laughs> like, why can't I just have an affair? Like, why is it? And, you know, and, and doing what she does very well, which is kind of look at um, the disparity in how how society treats men and women. Mm-hmm. Why is it okay? Why is it, why do men who cheat often get kind of let off the hook and why right. is it a huge problem when women cheat right. why do guys very rarely um, uh, end up you know why is it that women who are really successful uh, have a hard time finding partners whereas when you know and she she looks at it through the lens of, of comedians like mm-hmm. successful male comedi- comedians are you know in her term you know, swimming and pussy but like successful female comedians like guys who are fans are really scary <laughs> and right. like you know you don't have the same opportunity so it's um but a lot of it yeah so it's it's very much built on the back of the previous specials of mm-hmm. like what she was dealing with at that time and so now it's like okay well I've had the kids I've been married for seven years this is where I'm at I've done a movie I've done all this stuff I just want to have an affair <laughs> um and so it, it's it's a natural fit, and she finds a lot of interesting angles into that. Um, but wow, is yeah, it's there's there there are bits about her. Uh, uh, if you want it, if you want to cheat, if you want to help her cheat on her husband, uh, you have to give her two <laughs> weeks' notice because she needs to go buy new underwear, <laughs> things like that. Um, she's great. I love her. Uh, but wow, is it, it was, I love, I also especially love that Netflix had this special and just said, you know what, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because you're going to trick a lot of couples into sitting down. And, and this is, and I think that's the best part. Like, I love her comedy, but it's especially fun to watch with your partner. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's very much about the way men and women relate to each other. And so the whole time you're with your significant other, you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes I do that. I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That sounds good. Sounds like it's worth seeing. So uh, everyone should watch uh, Don Wong on Netflix. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna assume that Tori Tori's review is accurate, but I'll I'll watch it. Don't relax. Everyone, calm down. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah. Look, the, 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 there may not have been a, a review of a stand-up special in, like, a year and a half, but apparently I'm still the comedy editor. I don't know how that happened, but that's Dustin's doing. That's so. a management problem. That's not yeah, that's problem. Yeah, that's not my problem. No. Um, 
Alright, uh, we should move on. Uh, <laughs> Alright, Dustin, I, I honestly do not know what this show is. I know, right? What? I didn't either. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't, an article. I'm saying I don't, I haven't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Inventing well, Anna, I, what is this show? Inventing Anna, uh, I didn't really know what it was either, except that I'd uh, taken the assignment and I needed to watch it. I had a vague idea that it was true crimey, but it, and it sort of is, but sort of isn't. It's based on Anna Delvey, who's a real life person, uh, who was like um, a Russian woman who moved to Germany, who then moved to America, who was poor, who, but who pretended to be rich and convinced so many people that she was rich that she ended up sort of becoming rich for a while until she could no longer cover her bills. She like lived in hotels and, you know, just didn't, they thought she was rich, so they just let her stay in the hotel room for like weeks at a time until they asked her for a credit card and that sort of thing. She sort of like defrauded wealthy New York. She's cryptocurrency. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. And it's, uh, um, it's an I think uh, the cut that's what it's called New York magazines the mm -hmm. cut mm -hmm. covered it in 2018 or so um, I think it was a big viral story for a week or two where everybody was talking about it and then everybody forgot about it and then Shonda Rhimes came along and turned it into a TV series uh, with Julia Garner uh, and doing this incoherent accent which it's just like this garbled, messy, weird thing. But I understand it also sounds just like... Yeah. And, and it does. So it's like an accurate but bad Yeah, accent. it's Russian pretending to be German, pretending to be like... Just, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's supposed like, to be that way. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was a little annoying but also interesting. Uh, the series feels very much like a Shonda Rhyme series. And in fact, if you watch any Shonda's rhyme series, half the people in the show are from them. Like, like half the cast of Scandal is in this. Oh, all right. Which I have no, no problem with at all. Uh, Anna Chomsky uh, plays the uh, reporter who wrote about the story, and she becomes like the uh, co-lead of the series, and I liked her story more. Uh, because she was like trying if you're into journalism or investigative and, and sort of like I guess in 2014 she she, she wrote a piece uh, like a, a silly list uh, that wasn't meant to be much and turned it in didn't think much about it uh, but one particular thing got fact checked and blew up on Twitter and then she became like the Twitter villain for the day and then in the sh series anyway, oh, and she lost a job because of it. And, and in the series anyway, this Anna Deadly story was her way to try to um, atone for that. Uh, and at the same time, she's pregnant, and she's trying to get the story done before she delivers. So that all of that is sort of, I mean, she, that it is true that she needed to atone for that, and it is true that she had a kid, but I think all of that was sort of like manufactured, yeah. right? Hmm. Uh, but I think I think it, it was really entertaining. I think there are some 
people that probably have some issues with maybe romanticizing her. I didn't really care that, I mean, she was just ripping off rich people and bankers and, I mean, I don't care. Just wealthy people screwing over other wealthy people. Uh, and I think she got paid about what a money but couldn't, but didn't get any of it because of whatever the laws there are about not being able to um, financially benefit from your crimes. Because she did go to prison. Yeah. Huh. And then she got deported. Right after she got out. Mm. Anyway, it's a it, it's a good story, and I didn't didn't know anything about it. And the thing that really kept me going, and and I watched it all in like half a day, is because I I didn't want to spoil it for myself by reading the article, but I really wanted to read the article, so I had to like get through the series so that I could read the article. And the article's good, uh, and almost all of it. I mean, all all of the article gets into the show, and most of the show is just sort of like a... I mean, at least her half of it is just sort of like a... That article turned into eight episodes of television. Yeah, dramatized. Because that right. was my issue. Like, I, I read the article. I liked the article. Is the show going to give me anything beyond that? Because I kind of feel like I now that I know the story, like, why would I watch the show? Yeah, about her, not really. There was some stuff that happened, or at least in the show, I don't know if it happened in real life, after the article came out and sort of the response. And then the trial happened after the article came out, too, or at okay. least in the show. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, in the show, she went, after the trial, she went back. The reporter went back to her family to find out more about them, but I think that was actually in the article, too. It was, yeah. Yeah. So they just did, they messed around with the time just for dramatic sake. Anyway, it's it's good if you like that sort of thing. Okay. But I'm sure that it's problematic in some ways that I don't quite understand. <laughs> <laughs> why do you, why, why? Yeah, what makes you like, think that? No, 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 I, I, I think that I haven't read any of any other reviews, but I, I get the sense that people find it problematic for some reason. But or, I'm not sure. Or is it problematic, or do they, or is it just people gave it negative reviews because they didn't like it? Because problematic no, I, means more like... No, no, I, yeah, that's what I meant. I think that people have, and it, it might be the romanticizing of Like the, the point of view is not appropriate, maybe? I... Or that, you know, they're creating this hero out of this grifter. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. I didn't think she, I didn't think it depicted her as heroic at all. Hmm. I mean, I, I didn't like her very much at all. And they did try to sympathize with her, but I even found that difficult. I just, I, did, I didn't find her at all. In, uh, like, very much of a sympathetic character. Okay. Yeah. Although the Anna Chumsey character was really, really invested in her, and for reasons that never quite—it never made much sense to me why anyone that she was surrounded by got suckered in and or cared about her so deeply because she was so terrible to everyone. Yeah. So 
Sometimes I think that's a New York thing. Mm. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it is. Um, but I also, <laughs> well, but part of it is, I think, the idea that uh, somebody playing the system, and the system in New York just be like, as a socialite, like mm-hmm. pretending to have money that you don't have. And essentially by in doing that ripping off rich people because one of the things that she does do is I mean she's taking advantage of hotels or whatever but she's she's ultimately attaching herself to wealthy backers getting them to invest in her Um, but she was very free with giving her money to um, uh, people who worked at front desks or to uh, Mm -hmm. trainers or, or other people who were less well off so there was, I mean, she, she was not exact, she was not selfless. There was not, she was not like a Robin, but there was a bit of a, a she was kind of a one woman cult of personality going on um, that generally took advantage of people above and distributed to those below. Right. Um, Although there's, there was one big thing about her screwing over uh, a copy editor at Vanity Fair. And right. Right. For like $62,000, which was like more than she made in a year. And that was bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, this was not, she, she, like I said, she's not actually Robin Hood. And she did not, it's not like she never screwed over right. anybody uh, that, it's not like everyone could afford it. This was not, right. she was not a good person. No. Um, but I think the certainly the fantasy of like, you know, lying to a hotel and camping out and, and convincing idiot rich people to just give you money Good for uh, her, based yeah. on a lie. Like, yeah. So there's, it's not, so she is not a hero, but there is a, there is a, a certain fuck you energy about her story um, that I think maybe resonates a little bit um, because that is, you know, any, if you've ever been in a, especially near like the, she did it all through networking just showing up in a room and looking like someone she wasn't um and playing that off and that is so much of certainly new york la like that there there's so much networking going on that you know that kind of a grift yeah i mean sometimes it's like man if you can make it work right (laughs) they're so they're that stupid like you know um so I think that's where it's interesting. And it, and because of that, it is hard to kind of, you know, what tone, how do you approach a story like that? Because you don't want to, you don't want to make her a hero. Um, and she certainly hurt people. Uh, but we're not talking about violent crimes. You know, we're talking, right. it's, she is a grifter. Like, and, and, and it is, that's what makes it a kind of fascinating story. But I can see how, the perspective that can be a challenge right yeah I, I, if you like Shonda Rhimes it's very much that tone mm-hmm. and you know how Shonda Rhimes is really good at the first season and I think this this is where she should stick with like limited series because mm-hmm. she's she can nail it and then it, it drifts in season three or four and then you have 15 seasons of Grey's Anatomy you say that like that's a bad thing, Dustin. Well, are you still watching it? Oh no, but it's a it's a powerhouse. It gave but us you, a dang. Keeps going. Did yeah. you watch the first season? I watched uh, up until actually, 
uh, oddly enough, around when they killed off Eric Dane. <laughs> oh, you made it much further than I. I yeah. left when uh, Izzy left. Uh, oh yeah, I kept going after that. Was that uh, because wow. without her, there was no Jeffrey Dean Morgan? No. <laughs> oh, he, he was long gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she she was messy, but she was also kind of the best part of the show. Think of all the all the big actors they killed off on that show. Like they Sandra, killed Jeffrey oh. Morgan. Well, she didn't die, did she? Well, yeah, no, I don't think so. But she but... left. Uh, they killed Kyle Chandler. Uh, oh yeah, Pink that Miss. Was a big episode. What? Oh yeah, they did an episode. I think it was post Super Bowl episode. Actually. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, he's a bomb tech, and there's some guy comes in with, like, a bomb lodged inside his body, and so they have to do surgery with, like, a live bomb, and, like, he's very, like, Kyle Chandler-y and, like, you know, trying to protect everybody, and then, like, they successfully remove the bomb, and then he's, like, he's, like, walking it out, and then it goes off and he explodes. Wow. It's, like, it's, like, a perfect, like, oh, shit moment. Yeah, because um, really the whole episode. episode is tense, and you just and then like the moment you feel like, oh, everyone's safe. Pink, <laughs> man, that's good stuff. It's gross. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you watch Scandal for a while? Uh, I watched about. I think I got to when they shot the president, so that's like somewhere in season two. Oh, yeah, that's probably about where. That's I about where to. I was like, all right, I, I. Not, it wasn't even that, like, I was still enjoying it, but I was like, I think I think this show, if that's where they are at this point, yeah, that's I can only imagine how much crazier it's going to get. I did check in on, like, season five or something, and it was, like, insane. I heard that there were a lot of, like, secret groups and yeah. Joe Morton. and uh, That first season, when she was just, like, a PR consultant mm-hmm. and not involved in a bunch of conspiracies. She was a was PR really... consultant, and her biggest problem was that she really wanted to make out with the president. Right, yeah, it was fantastic, man. Uh, oh, didn't didn't they kill his wife at some point? Like a like a Supreme Court justice kills his wife, or the other way around, or something? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, that show got real crazy. But yes, uh, you know what other show is getting real crazy? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> the after party on Apple TV Plus. Um, we got the official to- streaming network of Pajiva. Pajiba. Well, it doesn't yeah, have the Mandalorian, so well, you know. but also yeah, Spectrum Originals. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, but it is, it is a streaming network that we watch, that we endorse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this week's episode of the After Party uh, was the Walt centric, or at least Walt told, even though because even in his own flashback story, he doesn't <laughs> really get to be the main character. Yeah, <laughs> which well, is Walt. perfect, uh, but. Uh, uh, Walt, played by, um, uh, oh shoot, uh, Chris Demetrio, is that how you say it? Wait, am I getting his name right? I, I, I don't know. He does yeah, uh, Stathlet's Flats, and his sister is on uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Really? Oh, I yeah. never put that together. Uh, oh. Wait, I'm getting his name wrong, I think. Uh... Yeah, Jamie Demetrio. Oh, sorry, Jamie Demetrio. I I called him Chris for some reason, but I didn't realize uh, Nadja is his sister. Yeah, they're huh. they're siblings. Uh, oh. And um, Flats is also a really funny show. Um, if you if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. Uh, there were I believe three six episode seasons, and it's 
uh, he his sister's also in that too. But he uh, he runs a uh, or not runs. He is uh, a an agent for like a letting agent, so like for apartments, and he's incompetent, and and it's just <laughs> silly and fun. Um, but anyway, back to uh, the after party. Um, uh, I don't know. What'd you guys think? I mean, it's it, did it change any of your minds about who is at who is uh, the murderer or what's been going on? Um, okay, well, wait. First, we got to back up because it yes. wasn't just the Walt episode; it was the yes. can't hardly wait episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, so the the theme for this one, his flashback is it finally reveals what happened at the was it St. Patrick's Day party? Yeah. Um, and so he throws it as like he's he throws this party even though no one knows who he is um and everyone comes because they think it's another character's uncle mm-hmm. uncle's house like nobody yep. realizes it's it's walt's house in the first place nobody is paying any attention to him but he thinks this is going to be his big chance to like make an impression mm-hmm. so through his retelling it he ends up filling in some of those important gaps in the relationships between the characters so like why um anique would have a problem with Xavier or why Zo- uh, why um, oh, what's Alana Glazer's character's name? Uh, Chelsea. Why Chelsea mm-hmm. had a problem with Xavier. Like um, kind of filling in what happened when they were back in high school. Right. I will say I think that it, the main thing is it sets up that the next episode is going to be Zoe's episode. Mm-hmm. And I think that shoots my Zoe's the killer theory out of the water because she basically animated oh hers is animated i believe so i haven't haven't seen it yet but i've seen like the screenshot of it and it looks like it's it's animated oh yay it's gonna be your favorite um well no the the way she the way she cues it up is she's she tries to um she basically is trying to draw the attention like draw suspicion to her because at the end of the episode um Every, every story that people have told, like, it's kind of solidified that, like, Anique is the most likely suspect. Right. With Chelsea, like, slightly behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but this but this flashback uh, through Walt's story, he witnesses that uh, Anique had made this mix CD for Zoe, and he had planned on arriving and giving it to her, but then things got in the way. Xavier threw him in the pool, and then he had to dry off, and blah, 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 blah. And through all of this... Uh, Brett, the Ike Barinholtz character, makes his move on Zoe. Right. At, to the point where he finds the CD that, uh, the mixed CD that Anique made, and, and it has Zoe's name on it. And so he mm-hmm. claims, he pretends that he had made it. Right. So their whole marriage started on her thinking that Brett made her this mixed CD that actually was Anique. So she finds out at the after party, like she finds out through Walt telling this right. that like, you know, how Anika's has always felt for her. So at the end of the episode, she's kind of like trying to divert attention off of Anika, And so she's like, well, you know, and every, you know, the, everyone's kind of like, well, it's very clear that you didn't have a problem with Xavier. Like mm-hmm. there should be no beef there. And she's like, yeah, well before tonight I didn't. Right. So like she's going to whatever story she's going to tell is clearly going to be about what happened, maybe starting with the helicopter ride or whatever. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. um, she you know, she if she's doing all of that, she probably isn't the killer because she would right. be trying to draw attention to herself. Right. 
Um, but it's an interesting little like twist. Yeah. Um, and then what happened with Chelsea? Oh, and the other thing was that oh, yeah. uh, Xavier um, and Anik get in a fight. The cops come. Uh, they let Xavier off the hook, but then he just he chooses to press charges. Right. So Anik gets arrested and loses his scholarship. Right. So like so Anik definitely has like plenty of beef, but then yep. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea got really drunk, and. Uh, Xavier like they they seem to be hitting it off she thinks they're just being friends she asks him to like lead her somewhere so she can lie down Mm -hmm. he thinks she's hitting on her um or she's hitting on him goes to make a move she tells him no he leaves the room everyone thinks that they've had sex and he doesn't deny it right so now her reputation at the school is ruined and like nothing actually happened right but again the only way and so all of these people 15 years later who show up at this reunion still think that that's what happened Mm -hmm. and it isn't until walt the one guy that no one paid attention to tells the story that all of these like important truths come out but again none of them are about walt they're all about all of the other characters he just happened to be hovering in the background of their stories yeah um the the other thing that i liked was the little bits of like no one at the start of the episode uh no one remembers him and he's like, I've been here. And they do that thing where they edit him into other shots that we've already seen. <laughs> Even, yeah. like, in the car with them as they're driving to the party. I thought he was there. Did they uh, edit no, him in? No. I thought all of that was... No, he wasn't. They kind he of wasn't in. actually... You, you yeah. never, well, you, they never showed an angle where you saw him. Right. That way. So. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, he probably he was there the whole time. And because mm-hmm. you were seeing it through everyone else's eyes. Yeah, they just don't remember. Yeah. So, weirdly, that sort of perspective of the situation from Walt's view made me more convinced that Jasper is the person that did it. Hmm. You really do hate fun. No, no, it's not that. It's just, like, from everybody else's perspective, like, uh, Jasper got sick of Xavier and ditched him and broke, broke up the band because Xavier turned into this douche. But maybe from other people's perspective, Xavier actually ditched Jasper and then went out to become a huge star on his own. And then, you know, 15 years later, Jasper's a hanger on trying to get Xavier to, you know, show, uh, make a track with him. So that he I think that makes famous. sense. But I think that that's the whole thing with Walt. Like, Walt's perspective does show that, like, yeah, Jasper is the one that broke off. Right. Like, mm. like it yes, is other people that is know true. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like Walt's. I mean, who knows? But Walt's perspective seems like it's probably we're at least supposed to believe that it's the most objective because it's never about him and it's always just him observing. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's accurate or not, we'll see. But um, uh, the other thing that that's been kind of interesting watching this show is. Uh, not that I, I mean, I I don't just like seeing like Dave Franco as Xavier and play. He has to play. He he's actually had to play way more than I was expecting, like as the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like he's he should because in the different stories again, it's through other characters' lenses, so we don't know how accurate it is of like how he actually was. But you see him be vulnerable at times. You see him be, you know, 
shitty, obviously, but you also see him be like kind of like uh, small, like I mean, as a person, like small, and like it's it's just interesting. Like they've given him a lot of different things to play in a in a way that's also coloring it and making it hard to know exactly you know where the truth is. But right. Um, but I don't know. I'm just enjoying that as much as you know the rest of it. It's a nice flavor, I think. So, if we get Zoe, mm-hmm. who, what other? I mean, other than that, it's the two Jennifers and what uh, Ned. Ned, yeah. Um, but and like, they don't seem. I mean, they don't seem like they're really being set up for anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my joking belief that Wait, no. the Jennifers no, that, aside. <laughs> that uh, that weird art art hippie lady. No, but oh, she was the right. first episode. Uh, Indigo. Yeah. yeah, she told her version, right? Yeah, she her. did. She was oh, the... she did. Her version was unique. Yeah, I mean her version. She kind of set the baseline. Yeah. Okay. All right. It was like the sure. weird art house, like horror yeah. thing. Hmm. Or like film noir. Mm-hmm. But she's, she's not really in the other versions very often. Yeah, she mostly just pops up to remind everyone that like she's still there. It would be wild if it was her. But <laughs> well, I think that's, that's the problem. More is, to like, her story. Right. There should be more to her story. I mean, I think that's the problem is like it would be very unsatisfying if it's one of the underdeveloped characters. Right. Because that would just be cheap. Right. But oh, I can't God, imagine that it would be any of them, but be so angry if it's Jasper, and you're right it does kind of make a certain amount of sense mm. if he's like bitter about uh about Xavier's success and Xavier like you know maybe doesn't agree to do the track with him or something what if it's all of them I yeah I mean I'm I sure still, it's not but <laughs> I still think there's something to the lyrics that were in the trash can even though they were Xavier's I'm not sure what yet All I know is that they haven't answered the question of who's texting. I think that that's going to be... I still think that that's the... Oh, yeah. Whoever's yeah. texting everybody. I mean, like, that's that's going to be the... I don't know. We'll get there by the end, but... <laughs> it's probably going to be as crazy... As, well, no, it won't be, but... Uh, it's not going to be as crazy as the ending of uh, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Couldn't possibly be. No, but it's not set up for that, and that's <laughs> fine because that's a different show. Did he kill himself? Did he? It was an accident. Did he just like trip and fall? That would be terrible. That would. Be, I still but... think that could have that could be part of it. Like none of them did it. But mm. if he is the text, did any of the texts come after he died? Um. The ones to Chelsea stopped. And the ones to Jasper stopped. Yeah. So, I don't think either... They're the only two... I think they're of the only two... Of course I... Sorry. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> I think they're the only two who have had, like, specific uh, texts, like, within their story. Like, where they show their texts to, to Tiffany Haddish. And I think they both stopped after he died. So... Well, if he's a texter and they can sort of reconstruct his story from those texts. Mm. Hmm. 
I mean, it would be nice to have a Xavier perspective on this whole thing. Somehow. He's dead. Well, I Yes, but still. <laughs> it's the whole point, Dustin. You're never going to get his perspective. <laughs> well, he has to have a perspective. He, he, he uh, I don't know. He's dead. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, is anyone anyone changing their uh, changing their votes or their guess? It sounds like Dustin is not. I'm not. No. I'm. I think I'm wrong, but I'm sticking with Zoe just because. All right. I'm going to stick with both Jennifers because why not? They're still. It's sure they're underdeveloped, but the two of them together are. That's a that's a wonderful person. Um, It's like a malignant thing, right? Like one of the, actually, like Jennifer 2 is just a face on the back of Jennifer 1. Oh, yeah. What if Jennifer 2 doesn't exist? There is no Jennifer 2. There is no Jennifer 2, and it's a collective hallucination. Um, Despite the fact that we saw Chelsea puke on Jennifer 2. Collective hallucination. Yeah, she was very drunk. It was actually Jennifer 1 who was being puked on. It's a Fight Club scenario. I like it. This could make sense. This totally works. I, uh, I'm with why, They're both pregnant. They're both, uh, I think, Jennifer 2 is Indian. Tia Sarkar's is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll find. I guess we'll find out. I'm team. I'm definitely more on Dan's side than Dustin's, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, but it's so what angry. it's worth, uh, Sam Richardson was on Marin this week. And he said that uh, the killer is not out of left field and that there are lots of clues that you would would uh, notice once you know who the killer is, that you would mm. recognize those clues. That doesn't help us because we have to know who the killer is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but the same. It's there. It'll there's make some, sense. Once... There's some breadcrumbs being laid out for us. We just don't see them yet. Ugh. Fine. Alright. <laughs> well, so that's angry. enough dead air for that episode. Um, we did it. We did it. We did. That's it. That's the show. Um, congratulations to all of all of us for another episode. Wait, what what number was this? Is this one twenty three? Probably. Uh, let's say it's one twenty three. Uh, it's a good nice odd number um uh yeah i don't know we'll be back next week oh what's the show that that we're all gonna watch probably severance Severance. Severance. another apple tv plus show so we will only agree to watch shows all of us that are on apple tv yeah um but uh there's uh so yeah there's at least two shows that we'll be talking about next week between that and uh, more of the after party uh and what then Tori will watch Reacher, and then we'll have to talk about it again. I'll never, no. <laughs> no, you oh, kid, don't say that. That, that reminds me, this, this is what, this is not right at all, but that reminded me of a thought I had of, like, the kind of enjoyment I was getting from Reacher. is like, it, it was enjoyable in the way that Justified was enjoyable. I haven't seen Justified. Well, Justified oh is God. great. But, but in terms of, like, it's a show that kind of, like, knows what it is and is not, like... They're not, like, trying to show off. They're just doing a really good job. Um, and the cast is great. Um, I can see that, yeah. 
not 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 the same at all tonally or anything like that. Um, but just in terms of like you know, Justified was never appreciated as like a brilliant show, even though it was in a lot of ways. Because I think because it was so just like cool and fun and like you could just enjoy it as a sh- like people enjoyed it so much as a show that it wasn't like you know it wasn't showy yeah it wasn't showy yeah i'm still uh, probably not gonna watch reacher well just I'll watch, watch one I'll... episode and see what happens <laughs> i'll just get sucked in yep you never know i got i was shocked at how easily i was sucked in uh it was yeah maybe it was impressive um uh, did you watch iZombie? The guy, one of the guys from iZombie, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I watched some of it. I watched iZombie, um, and I don't remember who you're talking the, about. The detective. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Malcolm Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's where I knew him from. God damn. Yeah, course. he was like a main guy in iZombie, right? Yes. Wait, he is was Clive Babineau. Babineau. He was iZombie's partner. Is this week the finale of Peacemaker? Pacemaker? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's the finale. Okay. We'll talk about that next week. I love. Oh, that all show. of them are also in Hall, Fall of the House of Usher for some reason. All of who? Uh, well, people in Reacher, because because. Uh, oh, really? Uh, Malcolm Goodwin is, and I think Willa Fitzgerald is. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's that's it. Two two people. But two two people. people. But two main cast people from Reacher. The, Reacher are going to be in uh, in Fall of the House of Usher, which is I don't know. That seems like a significant number, considering. Oh, Harvey Gann's in it. Tori, you have to watch for Harvey Gann. Oh, he is. He is. He's the uh, coroner. Oh. <gasps> That is a great role for him. Yeah, and he's the coroner having a real bad day because this is a sleepy town that doesn't see any murders. Ugh, ugh. And all of a sudden, there's all this murder. So you're saying, so I'm going to end up watching this for him, and then I'll probably watch Woman in the House with the Window thing uh, for Mark Evan Jackson, and mm-hmm. I'll be very disappointed that there's such small <laughs> roles. <laughs> but I will well, get sucked in. He has a decent... He, he's in a, a few episodes. He's not... Like, it's not just... Like, Mark Evan Jackson's really only in one episode. Um, but maybe he'll get sucked in anyway. Oh, interesting. So Willa and... 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 and <laughs> Raul Coley's in that, and... It was just the new... Uh, uh, Mike yeah. Flanagan. Mike yeah. Flanagan, yeah. No, everyone's in it. Yeah, Mark but Hamill's it is interesting in that they have that sort of uh, I zombie uh, Reacher connections. Mm. Hmm. But also just all the people who have been in all of the Flanagan stuff before. Right. Yeah, he just keeps true. adding people. Yeah. To his troupe. Because he's he's bringing back the girl who was in Doctor Sleep. Oh, I haven't seen Doctor Sleep yet. Oh my god. I know I want to. I, I do. That's one I, I want to see. I'm I'm going for the best picture nominees right now because I was behind. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Nightmare Alley. All right. And and okay. Uh, Code Coda. Oh my God, that's a good movie. Anyway, <laughs> podcast over. Another Apple get... TV Plus show. That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the show. Dustin clearly has to go. Uh, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.